Welcome to the Lively Living with Lupus podcast. I am your host, Lydia Romero Johnson, holistic health coach and registered nurse. So glad that you're here. So it has definitely been a while since we have last connected. I thank you for your patience. Um, There has been a whole lot going on up in here. (laughs) A whole lot. And I definitely want to talk to you all um, about it at some point. And I think I'll be sharing different um, aspects and angles of it at some point. Um, My son has been dealing with some health issues basically all through the pandemic. Um, But we hit like a really intense space for a couple of months and it was rough. Um, Thankfully, uh, things are turning around and moving in a much, much better direction. Um, So I actually have the space um, to talk to you and, um, you know, it's tough when your baby is struggling and sick and you're concerned about their health, like things shift um, in life. And um, so we just had a shift. I called it like a season. There was just uh, a bit of heaviness kind of hanging over (laughs) um, us. But, you know, again, everybody has something. And I know people have um, way right? More intense um, situations and don't want to compare. But um, just to say that it was a tough season and I feel like we're coming out of that. Things are turning around to a better direction. So I'm excited to be talking to you with you um, here on this May 10th, 2021 World Lupus Day. I was like, I have to talk to the people on World Lupus Day. Like, hello, I have to. So I'm here. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'll touch base with some of that stuff. Um, actually, like a lot of what he dealt with really just I feel like is going to ultimately amplify a lot of, um, You know, a lot of things even um, that can be applied to, you know, the lupus journey, my lupus journey. Um, Eczema is a big part of what he's going through. So skin, like I definitely think that um, skin aspects of lupus uh, could definitely use more um, attention, love and TLC. Um, But honestly, just the eczema community and all the that that space uh, could use some more love TLC, you know, um, all the things. Okay. I'm rambling now. In any case, he's doing much better. He's looking better. He's feeling better. We're sleeping better. That was a big, big part of things too. Sleep was like, um, sleep was rough. Sleep was rough. (laughs) Um, but with that on this world lupus day, thank you for listening, tuning in. Thank you for being patient. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm doing well. Thankfully, everyone in my household is alive and doing well. So grateful um, for that. And I hope that all is alive and well in your space um, and and where you are. Um, So what was speaking to me to share on this World Lupus Day was, right, it's May 10th. 
And I was just like, you know what, let's just touch on 10 things. And I was going to go, I can go and research some stuff and look up some things. But I said, "Mm, no, I'm going to get too much in my head and all the things. So um, I just kind of did a kind of gut level check. What do I want to let the people know on on May 10th, World Lupus Day? How do I want to be a part of sharing lupus awareness or sharing part of my journey or sharing a little bit of resources? And so I just touched on, um, I just wrote down 10 things on a notebook of um, things that I get asked, things that I hear often in the lupus community, just things I wanted to share to you. So I'm going to go with that. I just wrote them down and I said, I'm going to go ahead and just share whatever comes to me, whatever speaks to me. And this is part in my own past research in the past, part of my own, um, you know, experience, personal experience, part of um, different, you know, bits of information that I've uh, learned from other people along the way, like just a combination of, of things, my holistic health uh, space experience or tidbits, education, my registered nurse training tidbits, mental health, whatever. Like it'll be a mesh of where this stuff is kind of coming from. Um, But pretty much, um, of course, you know, I throw the disclaimers, I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing, treating, diagnosing, none of those things, right? We know that. Okay. Um, please talk to your doctor before you change or do anything with your lifestyle. Um, never stop any of your medications unless you have the blessing of your doc. All the things, just to say all the things. All right, so the top 10 things I want you to know on this World Lupus Day 2021, May 10th. Number one, what is lupus? Like, what is it? Okay. So gut level, lupus is an autoimmune disease. It is something um, that you can't catch. You can't catch it from someone. Um, there's a combination of factors that can go into play, environmental, past history, right? If somebody else in your family has had it before or another autoimmune issue, um, it tends to be something that... Um, that can be hard to diagnose, and I'll talk about that a little bit more, but it's an autoimmune disease that can present uh, on your skin, that can affect multi-system organs. Um, It's really something that could look like so many other things, um, which kind of sucks, but that's pretty much the gist of that. All right, who gets lupus? So who gets lupus? Um, Mostly women uh, get lupus. So I think it's 90%, I believe. You can look at Lupus Foundation of America. I'll kind of refer to them for more like stats or facts if you want to look up. Um, So women mostly get it. And that's a combination, again, of, you know, um, just the makeup of how things work with it that'll probably get a little bit more scientificy, but hormones uh have a place in that um men so about 10 percent, you know of the lupus population is men uh when men get it they the saying is like they tend to get it a little bit more um more severe um happenings you know with symptoms and and all with their diagnosis 
Um, how the third thing on here, how do they get it? How do people get it? Well, um, like I said, <clears throat> it can be a combination of environmental factors, um, sometimes pre-existing situations, um, diseases, viruses, whatever can push you to be more inclined to um, trigger autoimmune certain stressors. Like for me, um, labor and delivery was like a stressor that totally triggered and um, helped me get diagnosed with autoimmune disease. So after I had my first son, I was officially diagnosed with lupus. After I had my second son, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, which is another autoimmune disease. And autoimmune diseases tend to hang out together. Um, so just to say, if you have one autoimmune disease, um, there is a higher chance that you're to have another autoimmune disease. So I have uh, lupus diagnosis. I have celiac disease diagnosis. I have um, pretty much Sjogren's diagnosis. Um, and I have APS, antiphospholipid syndrome diagnosis slash lupus anticoagulant, which means I have a tendency to have a blood clot. Um, thankfully, I haven't had one, knock on wood. Uh, but that's just something kind of in the mix. I have um, those antibodies. I've had that diagnosis. Um and, you know, that's something, those things are diagnosis that you can find with someone in loop, with lupus or, you know, it, it could interchange with other autoimmune too. Um, all right. So what's the next thing on here? The next thing is what does it look like? So it's kind of gearing towards symptoms. So what does lupus look like? I mean, really, it's kind of one of those things that categorizes like the invisible illnesses, right? Like somebody has something and you can't look at them and tell that they have this thing. Um, the exception to that, in a sense, is that, you know, some people with lupus have skin involvement, rashes, um, and, you know, that can be something that there's this uh, actual mark butterfly rash. You can kind of Google it and kind of look at lupus butterfly rash and kind of see how that looks that some people would say, oh yeah, you could kind of identify that in a sense. But of course that would be something the doctor would have to do um, <clears throat> and, and do further workup of, but that can be something, but that's, I've never had that like so-called butterfly lupus rash on my face and not, you know, not everybody does. Like I said, everybody's different, but anyway, skin involvement. So skin involvement is something that I actually have had. Um, but now, and, um, you know, looking back, I'm not sure how much of that is lupus specific related or, or show or, um, celiac, um, related. I always identified my rash when I've had it as my lupus rash, um, took years to um, diagnose. It was biopsied when I was younger. And, um, you know, it's kind of evolved and changed a bit. Don't really have it as much of a issue now. And, um, oh, and there is a discoid lupus. So some people who just have, um, so there's different types of lupus, systemic lupus, which is what I have, SLE, you can look that up, um, discoid slash cutaneous lupus, and there's lupus nephritis, and there's medication-induced lupus, 
I feel like I'm missing one. Mm. Okay. And then what else? So yeah, the symptoms again. So that was some of the skin stuff. Um, symptoms may include joint pain. That's a very common finding. Um, fatigue, extreme fatigue. Um, hair thinning may be something that's part of the picture. Something that I've experienced for sure. Um, muscle pains, aches sometimes. Um, what else? Sun sensitivity, light sensitivity. Um, uh there's just so, I mean, it's such a variety of things, uh, chest pain. I had pleurisy at one point, um, chest pain. Um, so kind of like inflammation lining of your, um, lungs. Some people can have heart involvement. Um, I've had, um, elevated liver enzymes in times of flares, which produces like a liver pain, pain on my right side. Um, but also to, you know, I have multiple autoimmune. So who's to say, hey, maybe that was celiac. In any case, um, that is something that people can experience. Uh, what else? Ah, brain fog. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Um, so kind of like forgetfulness, losing focus. You know, even though someone may have something like, let's say, ADD, which is definitely something I could have. Um, but lupus in and of itself can be something that can lead to um, brain fog and some difficulties in that space and have some of that presentation. Um, so brain fog and lupus. So I just invite you, you know, like I said, I'm kind of going off of my experience, my journey, some of my background, education and experience, whatever. Um, but you can go ahead and take some of these terms and look them up a bit further if if that's something you want to learn more about. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of the picture um, of it. I remember having like specific joint pain, like intense joint pain before being diagnosed in certain areas. Like one time I went to the hospital for my toe hurting like so, so bad. Um, then they did blood work and found my inflammation markers were elevated, all of that. So yeah, you can have labs too, right? So maybe some people might not really necessarily be experiencing too many things symptom wise, but then they go ahead and get a workup for one thing or the other and find that some labs are off, um, but inflammatory markers or something that, um, come along with it. Cause a lot of <clears throat> lupus and autoimmune diseases, inflammation is a big part of the story. <clears throat> and presentation. So, um, next thing, five, how is it diagnosed? Um, how is it diagnosed? How is it diagnosed? It's not cookie cutter in any way, shape or form. Um, it can take a while to diagnose. It took me many years. We suspect it for a long time. Like I said, it wasn't until the labor and delivery of my son that it was like officially diagnosed. Um, and I asked for a specific test. I believe we asked for like a specific profile or something, but, um, yeah, it's a combination. They usually start the ANA anti-nuclear antibodies or something that they usually start with. So just kind of, you know, that's a term to know ANA with the autoimmune space. Um, not everybody who has a positive ANA or elevated ANA has the autoimmune. Um, but people with autoimmune are more likely to have an ANA kind of, if that makes sense. Um, so that, that was, I think, one of my first things was having that. Um, 
as well as you can have uh, false positive uh, antibodies or false positive results come up for other things, um, you know, where your body, one test says you have this, when they do the confirmatory of it, they say, oh, you actually don't have this. It's just something about the antibodies that you have. So it can throw antibodies kind of out of um, whack. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And part of the picture really is something that, you know, at least my journey felt like it was getting the puzzle pieces, slowly holding on to them for years until you eventually put it all together. Um, so even now, um, years later after being, you know, diagnosed, it still can take a long time to um, go ahead and get a diagnosis. You have to see a rheumatologist. A rheumatologist is... Um, who you see. So that's the next one who treats it. So a rheumatologist would be the person who would like fully work you up. Seeing your primary is someone who can help you and kind of guide you. But really you want to see a rheumatologist. That's the person who works with people with lupus. Now, if you happen to have other system involvement, like, you know, you have known cardiac involvement, known kidney, you're going to go and see those specialists as well and get them all to work together. I highly recommend that. And I believe that should be you know, how things go. You need to have those specialists involved when other systems become involved. Um, what makes it worse? So a combination of things can make lupus worse. Um, stress is one. So, you know, I hinted a little at our sleep earlier during the time my son was having issues. Sleep is a huge trigger for me, um, but for so many people as well, right? Like, I mean, anybody who's not getting enough sleep, like it just jacks a whole bunch of things up, but specifically people with lupus, uh, autoimmune issues can make things so much more worse. Um, so sleep, so stress, um, I definitely um, have experienced and believe that, you know, food, the food that we eat, even the thoughts that we think uh, can have so much of um, impact on making things with lupus, you know, better or worse. Um, again, environmental things. So like being out in the sun can be a stressor and trigger for it. Or um, perhaps certain medications can be a stressor or trigger for it. Um, a combination of things like that can make matters worse. So what helps it? What helps lupus? Um, a combination of things too, just like a combination of things can make it worse. A combination of things can make it a bit better. So having the right diagnosis for sure, having, um, you know, good awareness of your symptoms and triggers so that you can eliminate your triggers, um, following through with your treatment plan that, you know, you have worked with your doctor to create. If there's medications that you're to be taking, taking them as prescribed, advocating for reducing your triggers. So again, sleep back to that, like really fighting for getting that good sleep, getting that good food, nutrition, hydration, um, in your body, uh, stress, like I said, um, is a big trigger for it. So eliminating, reducing, having really good coping for stress is huge with lupus and similar autoimmune issues. Like it, it's a must, um, to work on that because it definitely is part of the picture. Um, next one going into kind of like uh, something else I want to touch on lifestyle medication. So again, just kind of looking at the value and importance of how a lifestyle, like a holistic lifestyle 
hitting lupus from many different angles can be so helpful. So, um, you know, being mindful with the movement that your body needs and appreciates and whether that's stretching or working with a physical therapist, um, taking an extra shower, using a heating pad, eating healthy food, doing some yoga, spending time in nature, finding creative outlets, cuddling with your doggy, like a combination of things, just really looking at your whole kind of lifestyle, um, the things that you can do aside from, you know, um, getting diagnosed and, and taking medications, looking at other areas like, you know, your environment at home, again, the foods that you eat, the hours that you sleep, the hydration you take in, the thoughts, the things you read, the people you surround yourself with, like just the combination of that. I mean, even down to financials, being on a budget, like, cause all those things, right. Can go back to potentially causing, um, stresses in certain ways, shapes or forms. And so, um, being able to try to turn the volume down as many stresses as possible. So I just think that the lifestyle, um, medication piece is important. My dog's barking in the background. Don't know what's going on with that. Um, anyway, and then the next one is support. So 10 is support. And I think it's so important. I found it super, super, super valuable on the lupus journey. Um, and I definitely seen so many people who have benefit from it. And I think things are completely changing in that space also, um, is like having good support. And so whether that is, um, support of your healthcare team, right? So having support of your healthcare team is really, really important and, um, helpful. I actually had to change my rheumatologist at one point because, um, it just, he wasn't cutting it. I, um, we needed, you know, to have a newer options. <laughs> I felt like he wasn't really so into hearing me kind of advocate for myself in the lifestyle space. Um, it was kind of like, meh, that stuff might be important, but not really just take this meds. And then it was just kind of like, nothing was really changing. Um, so I was taking all these meds, adding more medications, feeling like crap, nothing was changing, but internally, like something was speaking to me saying, no, there has to be more, there has to be something different. And he wasn't able to engage, uh, and really hear me as like us working together towards this. So <clears throat> this is my health. This is my life. Um, I have children and family and I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like those were some of the things that were coming to me. So I needed to find the proper support um, to navigate the diagnosis and the symptoms and, and all the things. And so uh, it was really important that I found the right fit. So I ended up leaving that doctor and finding another one. So I think it's just really important to have the right support. So again, whether that's with your healthcare team, um, family, friends, <clears throat> all of those things, like being clear in the ways that you need to be um, supported, the environments that are supportive to your healing, the environments that are supportive to you not being triggered or flaring up the environments that promote um, health and, you know, what's good 
for you. Um, that is all I think really important. So even support groups many years ago, back in the day, I did go to, um, a support group. I was in a really down place with the lupus and I was looking for support and, um, I went to a group and unfortunately, um, I really didn't find it in that group. The woman uh, sitting next to me basically told me, well, you might as well get used to it because this is the way it's going to be. And even though that situation was sucky and that wasn't what um, I wanted to hear, that was actually looking back now what I needed to hear uh, because it totally helped bring up the volume on that internal piece of me that was like, oh, no, 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 that's not how it's going to play out over here. Um, so that was something that just, you know, it was just inside of me hearing that just kind of fired me up internally. And I think that was another piece to kind of move me forward to like, um, again, look for, uh, support, more effective support and that kind of, um, the support that really was helpful for me, uh, was something that was lifestyle, holistic, um, kind of focused. And so that came from reading and starting to attend health, uh, fairs and events and, um, looking at documentaries and talking to people in healthier spaces and places, um, you know, focused and being intentional about health and, and, um, finding other doctors that were supportive and, you know, sharing information with my family and friends and, you know, so all of those things. So just to say support. So find what that thing is for you. And I'll say now, now more recently, like definitely interactions with different people from the lupus community has been, you know, compared to that situation many years ago, um, much better. Um, and I know that there's a lot of awesome happening I definitely feel like social media is something that has been super helpful um, in that space. Um, also with so many different um, Facebook groups, Instagram, you know, um, people sharing their like information and their support and resources and, and so many different things. So anyway, just to say, find your lupus support people that are speaking, you know, your language, what feels good to you, what makes sense to you, um, and just make sure that it's, you know, positive and helping you move in the direction that you desire to go into. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's pretty much that. That is my riff, tidbit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> on, uh, lupus awareness. Um, so again, like I said, I was diagnosed about 18 years ago after the birth of my first son. We had suspected for a while and it was a specific test they did. So that means once I had my second son, we knew it and I was declared high risk pregnancy because of the lupus. So that is something to right? So uh, certain autoimmune conditions um, I guess probably most of them, but certain ones for sure can put you at higher risk for, you know, um, complications or things they need to monitor during pregnancy. So I was able to get pregnant really with no issue, um, thankfully. Uh, but with my second son, I had to have heparin 
injections because we already knew about the APS, the antiphospholipid syndrome. And um, when you have that, you're at a higher risk of having miscarriages or multiple miscarriages or having a stillbirth or, um, you know, having the baby not grow properly, like a combination of things. So I had to be monitored um, very carefully. And I was, and I had a great team. Um, my first labor and delivery, all hell broke loose. It was a hot mess for a long time. Lots of complications. Baby ended up in NICU. He wasn't breathing when he came out, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then, like I said, I got the diagnosis. I had transfusions, infections, all kinds of things. Um, but my second one, um, we knew, you know, a whole lot more. There was more eyes. They did have to take him six weeks early. Um, and he did end up in the NICU for three weeks. Um, but ultimately, they are doing well. And I'm very grateful. Um, just to say, like, you know, you... And things have changed, too, with, with even that talking pregnancy and lupus and all the things. Anyway, there's more research and information and support on that now um, as well. Uh, but just to say that that is something that... You know, if you suspect you have autoimmune, you know, it, it's, again, so important to get diagnosed. And, and if you think or know that you want to have a child, it's, um, you know, to give birth, get pregnant, whatever, like, it's so important to, you know, again, have that clear communication, have those clear diagnoses and um, work with your team, you know, to work with your uh, PCP, work with your OBGYN, um, work with a perinatologist, um, you know, kind of have the conversations with everybody and make sure that you're fully informed and you have, um, you know, have a plan, have good support and have a plan, um, for the journey. What else do I want you to know on this lupus world lupus day? Um, you know, so much has changed in regards to medications too. Um, there's new medications available. So I invite you to, you know, look at that again. I'm going to kind of direct you to the Lupus Foundation of America to kind of look at some of that more specific detailed information, but just to know that, and that had been something that was a struggle for a long time. Um, but there is more in that space. Um, I am currently not and have not been on any prescribed medications for lupus in years. Um, I'm grateful, um, but I've, of course, I'm absolutely open for if and when that time comes, um, you know, to do what I need to do for my health. Um, I had been on um, multiple, I was on nine meds at one point, with a combination of the lupus issues and other health issues and stuff, <clears throat> excuse me, high blood pressure and uh, <clears throat> things for pain and all kinds of stuff. Prednisone, oh, that beast, um, you know, for a while. So I was on those things for years. And um, again, I think about 10 years ago when I did the lifestyle modification, modifications and adjustments, um, 
things started shifting in a different direction. Um, I actually, you know, was being intentional with having a desire to come off of as many meds as I could, as I safely could with my doctor's blessing. Like I said, I would never want you to just stop something or um, anything without your doctor's blessing and you guys, you know, looking at all risk and uh, potential, you know, benefits or whatever, like either which way you need to know. Um, but I worked with my doctors, both blood pressure, you know, cardiologist, doctor and rheumatologist, um, to slowly come off my medications with, um, really increasing things in the lifestyle space for me. And, um, that's been very helpful. Um, and again, everybody with lupus is different, but I am a strong advocate, you know, for a holistic approach and definitely preventing as much as you can because you know the shitty thing with lupus I mean there's a lot of shitty things with it but um you can you know like I said any organ is fair game and we have to protect our organs so if we kind of get things or um you know if there's anything lifestyle related that we can reduce or eliminate that is in our favor because things like diabetes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, all that stuff. Like we're already at a higher risk for um, inflammatory process and all those things lead to more of that. Or we're already at risk for cardiac events, especially related to the inflammatory process. You know, so we want to reduce and take some of those things off the table if we can. Um, and, I, you know, I think any doc would, would say that and, uh, recommend it, right? Like let's prevent as much as we can, or I would hope, you know, I just don't think they have the time to, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, you know, some of your docs will be able to kind of really engage in that preventative space and, and some won't, I definitely highly recommend that you have a doctor who's willing to go and take the time to discuss preventative proactive, um, spaces, um, for you, you know, like really be able to create that space and, and be open to those conversations with how you can prevent things. Um, because lupus can be very serious. Lupus can be deadly. And, um, you know, it's, it's so painful to watch and see like different people, you know, hear about different people pass away from lupus. So, <clears throat> so young, um, and it's like, is this seriously still happening? And it is. Um, and it's it's so unfortunate. And I wish that it was something, I mean, we all wish right, that it's something that did not happen. But in any case, that's why I think I'm just an advocate for like where we can prevent what we can prevent. I know not everything is preventable. This I know. Um, I'm not in a, even though I tend to be in a butterfly, rainbow, unicorn space sometimes. <laughs> I know that's not how this shit works. Um, so in any case, I just want you to, um, if you're someone with lupus to definitely advocate for yourself, advocate for your supports, advocate for your healing. Think about a focus of prevention. If you're someone who thinks you may have lupus, you know, if you have that nudge, I, I think I have this thing. I think I have something like it. Like, and you feel like the doctors are like, oh, you're okay. It's just stress. Oh, it's just this. Follow your gut. Follow your intuition. Keep advocating for yourself. Um, I don't know how many times like I've 
you know, had things and the doctors tried to minimize and then they're like, oh, oh yeah, it is something or it is this or whatever. So you have to keep on them. They have a lot on their plate too. I get it. Um, what else do I want you to know on this world lupus day? Um, so lupus is something, so I said mostly women and it's mostly women of color. Um, so that is, um, another thing with lupus. So you will find that it's more in your, um, African American community, um, Asian, Hispanic, um, kind of tend to be, um, Native American, you know, like have lupus. And again, you can get the specific facts if I missaid anything over on the Lupus Foundation of America. Um, but then too, then that goes into another thing, right? When we're looking at um, lack of resources for certain minorities, lack of um, research, certain minorities, um, lack of support, like, like combination of things. So that's something that's definitely, um, to be aware of in the lupus picture, um, is that also, so there's so much, it's like a whole nother show, right? Um, all the health inequalities and injustices, um, that exist, uh, even more reason to advocate, um, or learn to advocate, um, and find the right support. And I know, I know it can be tough, but please don't, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your, um, loved one. It's all, it's all worth it. Even though it feels, you know, tough and like shit sometimes. Um, hmm, what else? What else do I want to say to you about this? Hmm. I mean, just, I guess that's pretty much it. That's all that's speaking to me on this world lupus day. That's how I wanted to share awareness. So a little bit of stuff that came from my head and heart, um, mostly from my experience. Um, and again, the lupus foundation of America is a really great resources to go, to go ahead and, and get, you know, um, certain facts that you might be looking for, but just, you know, reach out, start the process. Um, I'll say, you know, again, compliance, even though I'm not crazy about the word in a sense, but like, if you have been diagnosed, uh, that makes me think of denial, a compliance and denial, right? Like if you're like, ah, uh, for me, I was like really not believing this shit for a while, <laughs> especially the celiac, um, disease, which means I have to be gluten-free. So, but it's kind of looking at, you know, if you're in denial, you're not really, accepting this diagnosis and what comes with it, then it's hard to really be compliant, kind of stick with the treatment or be intentional about healing it or helping it or preventing disease. And so um, I think that's just something to have on the radar and awareness. And, you know, who wants to accept that they have this? Um, most women, when they get diagnosed are like childbearing years. So they're young, like who the hell wants this? I mean, I remember being like trying to hang out and like falling asleep on tables and diners. Cause I'm like <laughs> tired, you know? Um, and it's like, I'm supposed to be young and partying and stuff. Right. Yeah. No, I had to nip that in the butt because 
that didn't cooperate with my body and my symptoms very well. So, um, I think that the acceptance, um, is so important. And I know it's not something that just, you know, they tell you and you just like, oh yeah, I have this and I'm going to change everything and all the things. I know that it's a process. Um, just be patient and kind with yourself, advocate for yourself, seek out your support. Let me know if there's any way that I can help you. Um, lively living with lupus is, you know, my mission and my vision and, and my thing. I not only want that for myself, but I want that for so many others, um, where we can turn down the volume on the pain complications. I want to see that happen more and more and increase, you know, like the good that we can have to live and thrive, um, with this, with this. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. So let me know if you have any questions. I do have some awesome, um, I feel, uh, awesome affirmations and quotes that are in that lupus healing space that I would love to invite you to. Um, if you go to lively living with lupus, um, Instagram page, you can go ahead and find them in the link up there. And you can also check out LydiaRomeroJohnson.com and you will find access to them there. Um, pretty downloadable that has them with nice visuals. You can go ahead and print them and post them, um, you know, in your house or kind of put them in your journal or um, something like that if you so desire. So I wish you the best today and always. Um, it's been nice being able to reconnect with you again. Um, I plan on talking to you again soon during this lupus awareness month. Like I said, things are looking better on this end with my son's health. So that makes a huge difference because any of you mamas know, right? If your baby's not doing well, it's going to be tough for you to be <laughs> in your optimal flow or zone or doing so well when your baby's struggling. In any case, um, hugs to you on this World Lupus Day 2021. I hope that things are moving in a positive direction at this stage in this pandemic, right? Like um, it appears um, that things feel a bit lighter. So I hope that is the case for you as well and that you stay safe. Um, all right. Let me know if you have any questions and I wish you the best. Talk to you soon. Bye.